What is going on, everybody? What is going on? It is your boy, Darian, and I am officially here saying that this is the Darian Hopkins Show. Where it be sports talk, where it be entertainment, where it be anything that's going on with sports and entertainment world, we will be doing it right here on the Darian Hopkins Show. So if this is your first time ever being here, right here at the Darian Hopkins Show, we highly suggest that you subscribe, hit the bell button, and get the latest news on all entertainment and sports news as well. So I really appreciate you coming by the channel, and we'll see you on the other side. Peace. What is going on everybody? What is going on? And we are live, ladies and gentlemen. We are live for some Darian Hopkins show. I am your host, Darian of the Darian Hopkins show, and we are here today, Thursday, June 15th, for another sports topic show. Thank y'all so much for tuning in to the Darian Hopkins Show. I really do appreciate everybody that's watching on Facebook, that's watching on Twitter, that's watching on YouTube, and, and watching everywhere that you can watch or listen to when it comes to the sports podcasting, ladies and gentlemen. So this is a sports podcast show that we do every single day from Monday through Friday. 12 p.m. to a little bit about 1.32 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And my host, my host Mac, is going to come on around 12.10 Eastern Standard Time to get through the quick topics here. Let's talk a little bit of basketball and NFL. Um, not really too much about MLB, but MLB has been good lately. But shout out to everybody that's in the chat. Shout out to Ja Raider. Shout out to Anthony Price that's on the YouTube side. Shout out to everybody that's watching on the other YouTube, on the Facebook side. As well, so make sure y'all go follow the Darian Hopkins Show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, all at the D Hopkins Show. Y'all see it there at the bottom there with the social medias: Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and uh, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram, all at D Hopkins Show. At D Hopkins Show, y'all see it there at the bottom. And just to let y'all know that we are live. Uh, we're going to be going live somewhere else a little bit soon. Hopefully, Instagram has their integration as well with StreamYard to see if we can get that working as well. But we're going to try our best to do that. But before we get into any of the topics today, we're going to tell you about SeatGeek. Make sure you use all your live events, your sporting events, and everything of that nature. Make sure you go to SeatGeek.com and use that promo code and get 20 off your first purchase and that promo code is D Hopkins. So go to SeatGeek.com and use the promo code D Hopkins and get $20 off your first purchase here with SeatGeek. And make sure you go to BetUs.com if you are interested in sports betting, even though the NBA is gone, NFL is coming around the corner, college football is coming around the corner, but you still have MLB and other sports that you can bet on. Receive 125% of your sports book upon initial deposit. So make sure you go to the link in the description where it says the actual quote and get your special Offer and make sure y'all go follow us on the audio podcast as well, which the links are in the description for Spotify, Apple Music, Anchor, uh, uh, um, iHeartRadio. I'm sorry, I, I just had a brain fart. So, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and on Anchor FM as well. So, make sure y'all go check that out right then and there on the Darian Hopkins show. Um, just saw on ESPN how about Harden and the Lakers, we don't need him. But LeBron James 
has has the last to say. We, I'm not going to talk. I'm, I'm going to talk about James Harden, but it's not going to be about that. That's the difference. I'm going to talk about James Harden, but it's not going to be about that. Um, and only only thing I'm going to talk about here, um, honestly. So let me let me get straight into the situation here with all the topics. So here are all the topics here. Which how the RC covers what's going on, brother. So all the co- co- topics that we have here today is in RC covers. Finally, want to have this conversation about Zion Williamson. Yes, we're going to have a conversation about Zion Williamson. Is he's here to be traded? Uh, is the Wizards working to deal with Bradley Bill trade talks? I definitely will have my co-host talk about that as well. Doc Rivers on Harton. It was challenging. and wish it was was he had a younger Harton. Um, about Carl Anthony Towns saying that after he retires, he feels like that he changed the game. We're going to talk about that as well. Um, yeah, Zion Williamson, Zion Williamson, not Zion Williams, Zion Williamson. Um, we got some few four NFL topics, non-dark course NFL MVP candidates. Make or break 12 players at a crossroads in 2023, ranking the top 10 best unsigned free agents right now under the age of 30. And we have we seen the last of Carson Wentz, ladies and gentlemen. So that is the last topics that that's all the topics that we're going to have for today. I'm waiting for my brother Mac. I see him in the background right here, waiting for him to come back so we can start these topics up because he only got like 30 minutes to talk on this show so i'm definitely definitely bring him on today and what is going on brother what's up man what's what how, how you doing today i'm doing good doing good uh now you finally got somewhere where you have some good signal this time because yesterday you were just glitching like crazy brother so so you can see the chef sitting over there right right in the background yeah yeah that that's where the motor's sitting Oh, uh, okay, cool. Oh, cool, my cool. bad. So, the router, the router. That's what oh, the router. Is. Yeah, 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 yeah. I could definitely get that, but I'm gonna get into a few topics with you real quickly. And um, I don't know if you listen. You saw the topics in the group chat, so if you want to pick one of those topics, and I think the first topic is going to be about your Washington Wizards. And oh, Bradley for sure. Bush. Yeah, definitely. Let's start. So let's let's, 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 start let's there. okay. So let's get down to the nitty gritty, then. So I mean, <sighs> the Wizards is looking to have trade talks with teams. For Bradley Bill. Now, where do you feel like he will fit if the Wizards decide to trade him? Where would you think he will fit? I mean, so so here, here's the thing. Like, any team that's looking for a shooter, check. Anybody who's looking for a guy who's at least going to try to play defense. I'm not going to say Bradley Bill plays good defense because he doesn't all the time. Right. But he'll at least try. And, yeah. and, you know, so, but then here, here's the other thing is like, Bradley Beal has so much control over this trade now. Like, I hate it. I hate it because uh, essentially he, he dictates what they get in return. Right. And, and that, that to me is like, like that, that's, man, that sucks for the Wizards. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I mean, I call it, I call it, does. it I, I knew they were moving on from Bradley Beal. I knew they were. They're going to break this team down, and they're going to. They're, they're pretty much. They're going to try to start over. And yeah, it's going to suck for the next two or three years. But this, this is what's needed. We need to stop bringing in, you know, old guys to to try to mix with some some young draft picks and just keep trying to force it to work. Look, let, let's do a complete rebuild. Let's get some young talent and keep building on young talent. Uh, of course. Oh, <laughs> I'll be right back. 
No, you're good. You're good. So we 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 gonna get his 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 view on it, but I want to get my view on this. And I, you know what? I don't mind the young assets of what Mac was just saying when it comes to Bradley Bill. Now, where does he fit? Me personally, yeah, Miami Heat might fit for him, but I don't think the best fit in my personal opinion for Bradley Bill. It could be Boston. It could be the Golden State Warriors. I think if you don't keep Clay Thompson. You know, next year, you know, he's on the last year of his contract. And from what I'm hearing and what I'm hearing from sources saying that, you know, Clay Thompson, there, the Warriors are trying to give him a pay cut and not give him the max from what sources that I have heard that Clay Thompson is not going to get the max or the money that he wants. They could probably let, you know, him walk or you could trade Jordan Poole for a Bradley Bill and get some more other assets with that. In, in, in that nature, but I feel like the Golden State Warriors, with the continuity that they have there, you keep Draymond Green. I think you bring in another shooter to help out, you know, even or Clay Thompson's uh, shots is really, really good. Don't get me wrong, but he has declined since his, you know, his ACL tear and his Achilles tear, and he has not really been the best lately. I'm not saying in past time. I'm saying lately that Clay Thompson defense has not been up to par like it used to be before the injury, which I could completely understand at the same time. But for me, I feel like when it comes to Bradley Bill going to Golden State, I think he fits better than what Jordan Poole has as of right now, in my opinion. And I just feel like with the Golden State words, it, it makes a lot of sense. Now, when it comes to the Boston Celtics, that's another story for another. That's another story that we can get into is now. The question is, is Boston really looking? Is Boston really looking to actually elevate and try to get Jalen Brown this max contract? Now, that's the thing. Now, what makes it even more different about the Boston Celtics is this, is that Bradley Bill and Jason Tatum is from the same city. They're from the same neighborhood. They grew up playing basketball together. So I think if you want to let, you know, Jalen Brown in a signing trade, you could definitely go trade. Jalen Brown to the Washington Wizards and get put some more assets around the Washington Wizards to go get a Bradley Bill. I think it would be a great fit for Boston to go out and get them, knowing that Jason Tatum knows how Bradley Bill plays and Bradley Bill knows how to play with Jason Tatum and vice versa. So when it comes down to that situation, I think that actually works. In the in the good things of the balls and such, you can add a Malcolm Brogdon to go over there with the Jalen Brown to go to the Washington Wizards. Is I think is I think is a good way to do it. I mean, you got the Philadelphia 76ers that you could trade James Harden to the Washington Wizards for a for a Bradley Bill, but it's gonna have to be more assets, and that means you might have to give up Tyrese Maxey. And I, as a Philadelphia, as a former Philadelphia 76ers fan, I do not want the 76ers to give up Tyrese Maxey. I just don't want to. Um, I just feel like you could put some other assets in there, but you giving up one of your, your young star players and Tyrese Maxey to go over to the Washington Wizards with a James Harden, absolutely not. I, I think you can probably pull it off, but I think you need to leave Tyrese Maxey out of that deal and go out and get some other younger players that you could probably go out and get on this Philadelphia 76ers team. So for me, I I, I mean, it's, it's realistic, but it's not realistic. I just don't want them to add Tyrese Maxey into this trade because I think Tyrese Maxey is the future for the Philadelphia 76ers. He's a young Kentucky guard that could probably win an NBA championship with the Philadelphia 76ers if you put other pieces around Joel Embiid 
and, and you add Fred Van Vliet to that point guard instead of going to get a Bradley Bill, I'll prefer Fred Van Vliet in free agency and then instead of going to get a Bradley Bill if you're the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, yes, I had to stop myself and say a former Philadelphia 76ers fan. I had to stop myself when it when it comes to that. So for me, it's, it's, I would love to hear y'all comments in the chat. Um, Milwaukee might be another team as well, but do you really want to give up Drew Holiday uh, for a Bradley Bill? That's going to be the tough part there. If you could keep a Drew Holiday and you could keep, uh, you know, like a, a Chris Middleton to add to this Milwaukee Bucks team, then you might have a shot. I just don't want them to give up Drew Holiday. I think Drew Holiday, Drew Holiday is great defensively, and I think he has the toughness to stay with the Milwaukee Bucks. The question is, what are these teams are going to give up for Bradley Bill? That's the that's the main question in itself. That's the main question in itself. Who are you going to give up for Bradley Bill? Because Bradley Bill is going to want they the Washington's going to want a lot in return. They're going to want a lot in return. So for me, you're going to have to add a probably a third team in this trade instead of doing a just a player swap. You're going to have to add a third team. You're going to have to add. Of multiple draft picks for a guy the way that he's getting paid over in Washington right now. So you're going to add draft picks. You're going to have to add young assets and probably a veteran player. It's going to be a three-team trade. It's going to have to happen that way. I don't see two teams getting a deal done for Bradley Bill. If you add a 13, then that might just work for them as well. Now you can say, oh, Bradley Bill to the Lakers. Absolutely not, though. I just don't see the fit there for the Los Angeles Lakers. Now, what if we go to the Memphis Grizzlies if they want if if just just saying if hypothetically, hypothetically just saying Memphis Grizzlies if they want to move on from John Morant. John Morant is in Washington, it's not a bit it's a big city, but it's not a big city, but John Morant needs a change of scenery, he needs to get out of Memphis. You could talk about that scenario in itself, but Memphis is not going to trade John Morant, but we all know what the suspension is going to happen with John Morant. So we don't know. That's a very uncertainty in itself. So for me, it's a lot of places that he can fit and a lot of places that he can't fit. But for me, you have Milwaukee. If you could keep Drew Holiday, you could go with the Philadelphia 76. If you could keep Tyrese Maxey, you could go with, the Boston Celtics, how are you going to do that with Jalen Brown getting traded and stuff of that nature? You have a few teams, man. You know, it, 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 it's, a, it's a good team. You know, Miami, what are you willing to give up in Miami to go get him? And I just don't think right now Miami will be one of the best fits, even though they just went to the NBA Finals and they just lost. I get it. But I just don't see that happening in itself. I, I just don't. I just don't. And, and hopefully that Bradley, hopefully this trade talks is just like it reminds me of the Damian Lillard situation. But I think Bradley Bill is more on a cusp of being traded than Damian Lillard is. So let me just go in the comments and, and reply to the comments here. So so RC, I mean Anthony Price said Bill to the Heat, but Washington is going to want a lot in return, which I just talked about that as well. And then he says, RC Cover says, maybe you send him to Milwaukee, Miami, LA, Boston. If Jalen Brown is traded, I just talked about that as well. Um, someone said Bradley Bill to Philly and trade hard. And I think the Washington, the um, the the Washington, they, Washington do not want them. Washington do not want James Harden. And James Harden probably don't want to be in Washington because Washington is not a, a winning franchise at this moment. And I don't think y'all would want James Harden. 
I don't think y'all would. Absolutely not. I don't think y'all would. And then RC says that if Boston goes out and get a Brandon Ingram or a Carl Anthony Towns and a Bradley Bill to pair with Jason Tatum, assuming Jalen Brown is out, you might have a Boston big three all over again. You might. You might. But I don't see Carl Anthony Towns leaving the Timberwolves anytime soon. And as far as Brandon Ingram grow, his, his, we're going to talk about Zion Williamson. We're going to talk about him. Um, we're going to get into those trade talks as well because you, we, I know RC wanted me to talk about it so badly, and they talked about it earlier today, and I want to get into it. He said, I like how you stop yourself from being a former Philly, a former Philly fan. Yes, I am a former Philadelphia 76ers fan, unfortunately. Um, Bill to the Bucks is a good move for Middleton. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, if, if the if the Wizards could go out and go get uh Chris Middleton in a trade, only thing about Chris Middleton now I'm concerned about, he has not been the same since his injury either. And I want to know, can he get back to that form and help the Wizards? Um, Anthony Price says uh, they have to trade Hero away if Bill goes there. And I don't want them to trade Tyler Hero. I don't want them to trade Tyler Hero. And I think Tyler Hero is one of those guys that he he should be a Miami Heat for a, a Miami Heat player for a long time. So I get it. I get it. Uh, D-Hop, Anthony, I don't know if Washington wants Middleton, Portis, or Drew Holiday because they're not young players. But Drew Holiday, Portis, it, Drew Holiday and Portis can can play at a high level if you, when you see them in the playoffs. When you see these two, when you see them two players in the playoffs, you see that they can play at a high level. They could definitely be great role players. And you know what Drew can do on the defensive side of the ball. So going to go get a Drew Holiday, I don't think the Milwaukee Bucks want to give him up. So that's my question for Milwaukee. What are you willing to give up to go get a Bradley Bill to get you over the hump to get you back on top of the Eastern Conference? That's that's a question in itself. That's a good question. So so what about Bill to Sacramento, D-Hop? You probably have trade Monk, Herder, and Picks, maybe Keegan Murray. Now, I don't want to break up that core. I'm going to be completely honest with you when it comes to the Sacramento Kings. I don't want to break up that core. I feel like that core with Sacramento, they're very young. They got, they got to the playoffs. They played really well against the Golden State Warriors. I do not want to break up that court if you're the Sacramento Kings. I don't want to trade Herder. That's a great shooter behind a three. Malik Monk is definitely a game changer when he comes off the bench. And you're giving up a young King and Murray that played really well for his first playoffs in his rookie year with the Diarian Fox and, and, and um, Sabonis over there. I think you need to go out and work on your bench a little bit. Probably get a second big man outside of Lynx. I know Lynn is a backup six man for Sabonis, but I, I still feel like you need to go out and, 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 and tweak your bench a little bit, but I don't think Sacramento Kings need to go out and get Bradley Bill. I think they're on a, a cuffs of being up upper more and, and trying to, you know, be one of those young and gun teams in the Western Conference. I just don't see Sacramento breaking up that squad. I just don't see it. Um, and Arku said, I like this Kings team. I do too. I like this Kings team as well. So going out and going getting a Bradley Bill, I just not a a big a big fan of it. I'm just not. I'm just not a big fan of it. So let um before Matt comes back, I want to get into the next topic real quick. Um, they were so fun to watch this year. Absolutely, they was definitely fun to watch this year. So I, I I completely agree with that. I completely agree with that. But let's get into Zion Williamson. Let's get into Zion Williamson because I I got a bone to pick with him. I really have a um a bone with pick to him. My nephew doing the damn thing. Thank you, Unc. I appreciate it. I appreciate it, Unc. But. Is it time for the Pelicans to trade Zion Williamson? 
And I have the bone to pick with him. I think it's time. I think it's absolutely time to go and trade Zion Williamson. I'm sorry to say that he had all the hype coming out of high school. He had all the hype coming out of college being at the University of Duke. They said he was the next thing to LeBron James. And he didn't have that little bit of that hype. And I'm going to say when it started. This when the downhill of Zion Williamson happened. When he broke his shoe. When he broke his shoe and he hurt his knee in that Duke game. Back in, I forgot what year it was. But it was the year that he broke his shoe. He hurt his knee. And he ain't been the same since. He's been overweight. He has not have a great diet. The guy, feel like, I, feel, I feel like he doesn't care to play basketball anymore. I think his passion is not there anymore. I understand that he was a generational talent. I get it. I get it 100%. But what has he done for the Pelicans to make them better? He hasn't done nothing to make them better. Don't get me wrong. When he gets on the floor, he's electric. He's big, but he's just not in shape. He's not in shape. He's getting, he getting porn stars pregnant. He's doing a lot of off the off the court stuff that he should be putting his energy to on the court. For real, for real. I think if Zion Williamson was on the court in that playing game, I think the Pelicans would have made the playoffs. And I'm being seriously here, man. Like I, I, I love the talent that the man has, but you are the second. You told me the second coming of LeBron James, and you can't even stay in shape like LeBron James. LeBron James is almost 40 years old. He look like he's in the best shape of his life. Even though that he did have the ankle injury that helped that that kind of worsened him a little bit in the in the Western Conference Finals, but LeBron James still playing like LeBron James. And Zion Williamson is not that. He's just not the next LeBron James. I'm sorry, yes, he is he a generational talent? Yes, when he's healthy, but the best ability is availability. And I think it's time for Zion Williamson to be traded. But my question is this. Who is going to trade for a guy that's not available? So you have to understand that. Uh, Zion, so uh, my uncle said Zion would be doing pornos for real. He already has his back. What a damn shame. It is a damn shame. It's a damn shame. And then Arku says, Zion is a CAA agent, and my cousin has to deal with this. And his cousin works for the agency. I don't really care about what agency he works for. I just want to see him play basketball. That's all I want to do with Zion Williamson. I just want to see him play basketball. I want to see him, you know, be successful. And, you know, and RC says that Zion, Ben Simmons, and Kawhi got me tight right now. All for different reasons, D-Hop. Now, Zion, we all know the reason and we're talking about him. Ben Simmons, I don't talk about anymore because Ben Simmons is never going to develop. He's going to be a scrub and he's going to stay a scrub. That's just my opinion on Ben Simmons. I'm sorry to say. he's He feel like he doesn't need to develop. He feel like he doesn't need a jump shot. He feel like he doesn't need any of that. So with Ben Simmons, I don't want to talk about him. Now, Kawhi Leonard, he just missed the load management himself. He, he and he lists the low management, and then when he do all this low management, he gets hurt in the playoffs. So Kawhi Leonard is on the tail end of his career, in my opinion, and when it comes to injuries. Um, yeah, because Ben Simmons is a bump, absolutely. But with Zion Williamson, if you look at Zion Williamson, he's not eating right. He's always overweight coming into training camps. 
it, he's doing all his up, off, off the field court stuff. And I feel like the pressure of him being the number one overall pick and the pressure of him being the next LeBron James is finally getting to him. It's finally getting to him. He cannot deal with the pressure of being the next generational player in the NBA that's after LeBron James because we saw Jordan and then we saw Kobe and then we see LeBron James. The question is who's next because it ain't it ain't Zion Williamson. It's not Zion. It's not Ben. It's not Kawhi Leonard. So who's the next guy coming out of the draft or the next guy in this league going to come up to take LeBron James' spot as one of the top players in the league? As far as a guard-wise, we know Jokic is the best player in the league when it comes to his position. We know that. But we're talking about overall. Overall, as far as the way LeBron James plays the game, the way Jordan played the game, the way Kobe played the game, who's going to be the next that or who's going to be the next of themselves? Because Zion is not that. He's not. Zion is not that. I'm sorry to to, to the Pelican fans. I'm being completely honest with you. Zion Williamson is one of those talents that reminds me of Anthony Bennett. He reminds me of a Greg Owen when when just injuries just hinder his career. I'm not saying talent-wise, no. I'm not saying talent-wise. But when it comes to availability, Anthony Anthony Bennett, no availability. Greg Owen, he didn't have availability ever since he's been drafted in the NBA from Ohio State until now. So if you're looking at it from that aspect, and you look at the former first-round draft picks, and they didn't, have, and some of them didn't have that availability. Zion Williamson is one of them. He's about to be a forgotten player. He's about to be a forgotten player. Unfortunately, it's sad and a damn shame that we have to talk about should the Pelicans trade Zion Williamson. But the question is, what team is going to trade for him? We want the best for Zion Williamson. We do. But what team is actually going to trade for him and take a risk on a Zion Williamson? I just don't think a team will at this point until Zion Williamson, and I'm going to have to be here, and I might have to sit through this, but Zion Williamson needs to get his shit together. He needs to get his shit together. It's point blank and simple. So, um, uh, so Nephew says, I want the best for him, but damn nephew, he he has the world to represent us too many of our youth to get back and not drive a fortitude to be great. Too much money soon. Respect the damn game, nephew. Facts. 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 The Pelicans should trade up for the third round pick and get scoot. Um, I'm gonna talk about that a little bit. Um, Wimby isn't ready to hold the league in his hands. That's what I'm saying. Uh, I want Zion to succeed too. Facts, facts. I meant the bag, nephew. No, you good. You good. You good. Great show. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, thank you, uh, Unc. I appreciate it. I'm sorry. I keep calling you brother, but I'm gonna call you Unc for now. And I'm gonna call you Unc. Um, Cleveland should have offered up everyone not named Darius Garland or Donovan Mitchell for Zion and plus picks. No. I like what Cleveland is doing. Don't mess up the core that they have. The Cleveland Cavaliers, I understand they lost to the New York Knicks in the actual uh, playoffs, but I think if you get some more key pieces to go with Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell, you do not trade for Zion. 
because you don't know what you're getting. It's, it's a lot of uncertainty with Zion at this point. So you don't want to trade for a guy that has a lot of uncertainty. And if I am a GM of an NBA basketball association team, I'm not taking that risk to giving up a Darius Garland and a Donovan Mitchell to go get an uncertain that barely plays Zion Williamson. I'm just not doing that. I, I'm just I'm just not doing it. I think it's not smart to go get a Zion Williamson for the Cleveland Cavaliers. I just feel like no team, no team is going to want an uncertain player. Uh, Archie said, oh, you're right. You're right, Hop. I'm not giving up Evan Moley either. You're right. My bad. No, you're good. It, it was just a suggestion. It was just a suggestion. It's, it's good that you that you see it from, from my perspective. You know what I'm saying? You see it from my perspective. But um, I want to get into this next topic as well. I'm waiting for Mac to get here. I'm trying to, you know, ease some time until Mac come back in here. But I want to get into the next topic that I have here. And that is on Doc Rivers. He was on the Bill Simon show. Um, the Bill, um, the Bill, I think it was Bill Simmons or Bill Simons. I'm not too sure how you pronounce it, but he was on the uh uh the Bill Simon show, uh, or the bit or the Bill Simmons. I'm gonna say Simmons, Bill Simmons, not Ben Simmons, Bill Simmons. Um, Coach Pop is expected to sign a three-year deal to run to run the Spurs. Um, okay, I do see that. I do see that. Um, Unk says, quiet is kept. Uh, he's already has guaranteed contract. A damn shame. Facts. Oh, so he returns. So he's expected to sign and return to the Spurs. That's good. To help out Wimby, that's absolutely good. But Doc Rivers went on the Bill Simmons podcast yesterday. And Doc Rivers says some things about James Harden that I really want to get into in this situation. Um, so Doc Rivers on James Harden on the Bill Simmons show said it was challenging coaching James Harden, and he wished he had a James Harden when he was younger. And according to what I saw on, you know, what I heard on the podcast, he said that Doc Rivers wanted to do things differently than what James Harden wanted to do. I'm going to say this right here and right now. James Harden is a guy that he wants to do things his way. And I think if Doc Rivers would have had a younger James Harden, I think James Harden would have listened to Doc Rivers a little bit more. I think he would have developed his game better if he was under Doc Rivers in his younger years. As of right now, when it comes to James Harden, he's just trying to find his way out of Philadelphia the best way that he could. I don't know if he likes Nick Nurse as the new head coach. I don't I don't know if he likes anything about Philadelphia right now because from from my from my remembrance when he was in Brooklyn he wanted to come to Philadelphia if I'm not mistaken and mind you Doc Rivers was the coach at the time so is James Harden being a hypocrite here because you did not want to get traded to Brooklyn when you was in Houston you wanted to get traded to Philadelphia because Daryl Morley was there and now you went out of Philadelphia and then you throw Doc Rivers under the bus. And now you don't want to be in Philadelphia anymore. So technically, where do you want to be, James Harden? Where do you want to be? Because Doc Rivers said it was challenging to coach you. What you think is going to be challenging for another coach to coach you? 
let's be completely real. Even though he averaged a double-double the whole season, I get it. But if you're challenging to, to be coached, I don't think an NBA team in this league should go after a James Harden if you're going to be challenging and be difficult to be coached. Because you're a former MVP, you're a former scoring champion, you have all these accolades, you feel like you have a right to say something. What is the point of a coach being there if you have the right to think that you are actually a coach? And you're not. If Houston goes after him, I think Houston is going to be a cancer, in my opinion. I don't think Udoka is going to be able to handle James Harden the way James Harden wants to play. That's just my personal opinion. I don't think you, you uh, uh, Udoka. I don't think his type of style of play is fit for James Harden. That's just that's just known facts, man. And Daryl Morey loves James Harden. He loves him, but the fact that James Harden wants out of Philadelphia, even though they hired Nick Nurse and Daryl Morey is still there, and James Harden still wants out, I feel for Doc Rivers that he didn't get a new job. I feel for Doc Rivers. And the fact that he said that it was challenging and you wanted to see things differently with James Harden and James Harden would do something different on the basketball court, it tells his productivity is not great in the playoffs. Yeah, he scored 40 in game one against Boston. Yeah, he made the game-winning shot in game four. He did show up in a game, what? Uh, he showed up in another game, too. I forgot which game was it. He showed up two games out of the seven. Two games out of the seven. And you want to deal with that on another franchise that doesn't show up when it needs to? No. People want to talk about his regular season stats. People want to talk about what he did in the regular season. After the regular season is over, it doesn't mean shit what you did in the regular season. Once the play-in starts and once the NBA playoff starts, that's all that record shit and all that average that you average in the regular season does not mean a damn thing. When the playoff starts, it doesn't mean it doesn't mean nothing. It doesn't mean a damn thing. Yeah, you average a double double in a regular season. Yeah, a bunch of good. You played against a lot. You played against almost every team in the NBA. Let Let's be realistic. Let's be realistic. But, but uh, I want to get you a quick take, real quick, and we're going to go back to a quick take on: Is it time for the Pelicans to trade Zion Williamson? I mean, no, I wouldn't trade him. There's no why like, not. I mean, why trade him? Why trade him? Because the number one, if you, I, I just said in the topic, ever since he broke his shoe in Duke and hurt his knee, he has not been the same Zion Williamson even coming into this league. The guy does not have a great diet. The guy is always oversized. He got a porn star pregnant, and he's not playing on the court. The best ability is availability. So trade. He, why Why is he there? He's getting all this guaranteed money to do what? I mean, I, like I said, uh, he's still young enough to where, you know, he, he, he still can attribute. He still has time. And especially, like you said, if he does get his confidence back, you know how, like, foolish, uh, like, because to me it would be like the Pelicans did it again. They did it again. Like, you know what I mean? You, you get somebody that's really good, you get them in their prime, and you have them for a few years, and it's like, oh, they can't drag our team to the playoffs and finals and, and win us anything, so let's just get rid of them. It's like, so what, you're just going to do it over all over again? You're going to go get somebody in the draft in a couple of years because you have a real high pick, because your team stinks. Like, I mean, bro, 
let's let's see what he can do. Let's see what he can do. I want I want to see him play a full season healthy. I just and, don't see and, that, and, Matt. Again, again, like I said, if he if he gets injured, if he's playing like crap, you know what I mean? Like 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 by by you know November. The man, like the man doesn't like to stay in by shape. November, give the man to November. That's all I'm saying. Give him to November. If he ain't doing shit by November, then yes, I absolutely trade his ass. Get 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 him out of there. But the whole thing is like coming off an injury, you know what I mean? Like especially you know you got a whole summer to rehab. It it it, it, it could be the chance that you know and the change that that needed to happen. I'm gonna be completely honest with you. He has more energy getting porn star pregnant than have more energy than playing basketball. I mean, I'm sure he wasn't doing shit, but sitting there. They was doing I mean, you work. had a whole hamstring injury. You know when you're having sex, them hamstring injuries happen. You know that. You pull it, you you pull something, or you you get a cramp in them hamstrings. You had kids, you mm-hmm. know. Man. You know about that. Come on, man. Let's let's I be, guess, let's I be guess I'll real. Say I guess I guess I'll say, you know, I'm one of them lucky guys though. You know, I can sit back and relax and put my hands behind my head. Sometimes. You know, you know what? Listen, we ain't <laughs> deep in that. But I'm just saying, when it when it when it comes to it, you had a hamstring injury, which uh you know Zion had, but yeah. I'm just saying, you had a hamstring injury that you couldn't recoup, but you was able to get a porn star pregnant. It's oh, crazy yeah. I mean, like, like it's crazy said, to me. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I completely understand where you're coming from, and I mean, I, like like I said, I I feel the same way, in, in a lot of senses. But the whole thing is again, like we're not talking about a 32 year old guy, Zion Williams. I get it, but you see, I don't even know. Can somebody look up in the chat how many games that Zion Williamson has played since he's came to the NBA? I want to be completely. I don't think he even played a full season. Like I don't think he played the full season since he came here, so that's what, I, that's what I'm nervous about. I think he's played one full season. <laughs> one full one. season, and this is supposed one. to be, mind you, all the hype that he had coming out of high school, coming out of college, and coming to the NBA, supposed to be the next generational talent to LeBron James. All that pressure he just couldn't handle. I mean, I wouldn't even say he couldn't handle it, or maybe it's like they they put two two big britches on his ass. And didn't want to realize that you know you have to grow up in this league. That you're, you're talking about Michael Jordan had to grow up in the league, and and, and he had he literally had to change his game and win. To, I mean, to so win. Michael Jordan was available though. That's the thing. Like, he was I, available I, on the court. Uh, but I'm, I'm uh, but that's what I'm saying. There's only there's only a handful of Michaels. There's only a handful. Like like the, <laughs> it's Michael. It's Kobe. It's LeBron. You know what I'm saying? Like. It pretty much in that motherfucking order. There's supposed to be Zion that, after LeBron. Uh, look, I mean, dude, if, mm, that's rough. You know that. We, we've been I mean, watching no, Zion I mean, since high school, his sophomore year in high school. So he played 114 games in four seasons. See, I'm, that, that's where I'm at. Like personally, that's that's what upsets me about it because it's like. I didn't. I didn't think Zion Williams was gonna be like. I. I, I didn't. I didn't think he was gonna be the next LeBron. I didn't think he was gonna be. I, I thought he was gonna more be more Barkley than anybody. You know what I mean? Like he. He's gonna play tough. He's gonna play low. He's. He's got a big boy and a big body. Like mm. shit. I mean, that's that's why I'm just like. I think a lot of people just reached on him. They reached. They reached on their expectations. And you know, sometimes sometimes it pans out to be really good. But in this case, like he's good, but he's not great. 
Now, if he had a if he had if he had a great work ethic, I think he'd be fucking phenomenal. And that that that's what needs to change. Well, now now you 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 a baby daddy. Now you a baby daddy. She gonna get that check. She got the bag. She secured the bag. Now get yeah. what you want to do. You gonna have to secure a bigger bag. Mm-hmm. Because so now you want me to happens. be out on that court to earn all that guaranteed money you need, bro? <laughs> so, bro, you need to be in the gym. You right. need to be in the motherfucking gym, putting up shots, motherfucker. If you ain't put up a thousand shots a day, you ain't doing shit. Like, I mean, <laughs> seriously, bro. Seriously, bro. It ain't that motherfucking hard. I can I can put up a thousand shots in a couple hours, and you tell me uh, that's what you do for a living. You know what I mean? Like, come on, bro. Let's get it. Let's get it. Fuck. Let's do. Come on. I mean, e- 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 do a hundred suicides a day. You do a hundred suicides a day. Get that shit moving. Knock the rust off them motherfuckers. You know what I mean? Get get them get them joints and ligaments going, motherfucker. If it hurts that bad, do it in the pool. Do suicides in the motherfucking pool. I don't know what to tell you, but there, there's answers to every motherfucking problem. And right. it's whether whether you want to find an answer or or you know what I mean. You you want you want to find another excuse. It's it, it's all about. What you're trying to do as a player. Me personally, like I said, I mean, I, I'm a tall motherfucker, but if if I if I could jump, you know what I'm saying, bro, I'd love to be playing in that motherfucker position. Great. I'd be shooting yes. and working my ass off. Hell yeah, but I, I just I was never that damn good. I just wasn't, especially you know what I mean. Like I I was a cross between everything. I could do a little sprinkle here and a little sprinkle here. But I just, you know what I mean? Like, I, I wasn't that damn talented. I'm a big-ass white my dude. Aunt, my, my <laughs> aunt was like, nephew, don't let me come on your show. I will act up. Not on y'all, but what a gift. Take advantage, but that's that's from a true OG. Talk to him, unk. Talk to him, unk. So, look, even RC Cover says, even Luca is trimming down. Zion could definitely go for a trim down. Apparently, getting freaky ain't helping his physical shape. Stay out, of, stay out of Wendy's and McDonald's drive through line. No, he needs to stay off that New Orleans gumbo. That's what he needs I mean, to leave alone. Leave that New Orleans gumbo alone, brother. Look, man, like I said, I, from one big dude to another big dude, sometimes you're just going to be a big motherfucker. That, I mean, it is what it is. But, I don't mind you being a big motherfucker, but, but you but, gotta change your diet some but, way, somehow. You gotta at least be stocky. Don't be, don't be. You know, you can be two, two, two sixty, two seventy, and it could be muscle. You don't want to be two seventy, two eighty, two ninety, and it's just fat. You get what I'm saying? Oh no, no, for <laughs> sure, for sure. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm agreeing with you there. But like I said, to, to me, in a sense, like you know, some, some dudes are just built the way they're built, but. The problem is, like, can, can you step it up to bring your game up? Yes, to you elevate your shots. You, right. You, you, you're going to get better with your acceleration, your deacceleration, your cuts. That's what them suicides are about. Suicides ain't just about stamina. You know, that that's the mind trick to make you think, oh, yeah, this stamina. No, every time you cut, don't teach yourself. Get down there. Touch that line. You got the ball and you're dribbling. Where's that ball at? That ball is down here by the ground when you're, when you're cutting. So it's it's little drills like that, like the basic shit. There's reasons why it's basic because these things teach you basic things. Right. It's like when, when you don't do the basics, you're cheating yourself, you're cheating the fans, you're, you're cheating everything. Yeah, you cheat organization and like all. Like I said, if, if he comes prepared and he actually spends this whole summer and off season preparing himself, getting in better shape, working on his shot, working on his game. Oh my god! I, like I said, I, I feel like it would be a dumb dumb trade. 
It would if if the Pelicans traded him. Now, like I said, if 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 you know, say say end of August, no word from Zion. Zion still looks chunky. No workout videos. No posts. No no nothing about Zion. I'd be worried. I'd be worried. So RC Cover says, D Hop, ask Mac, how long would you give Zion since he stays hold on to them before he's seen enough of Zion and he entertains trades? How long? November, 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 November of I, this year. No, November of this year. If, 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 like, literally, I'm, I'm giving him, I'm giving him the, you, you know, first 15, 20 games of the season. Let's okay. see, let's see what you're bringing to the table because I, I don't want, I don't want five or ten games in. Oh no, fuck! Because by, by, by game, you know, 12, 13, 14, or fifteen, you might see that, 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 that shine again. And that's what I want to see. You guys, so so especially with basketball players, confidence is everything. So in, in small doses, you know what I mean? Like you you might see something. But in a larger dose over, you know, a, a few weeks span, oh, bro, you know what I mean? Like that right there will be the, the teller. Well, how about this? Instead of giving him to November, let's get him to at least the trade deadline. That's a half a season. No, I mean, I wouldn't even wait that long. I mean, like I said, like I said, I mean, because I mean, you because because 20 games, I still think that's a bit early. But if he's if he's if he if he can't play a half a season, I'm saying, if you don't I have say about a trade deadline, you get him out of here. But that's the problem. That's the problem. If if he's starting to play and he's starting to lag and you can tell like mm, maybe maybe he's injured. Let's trade him. Let's trade him now. Let's trade him now before you like. And that's why I'm saying, like, if, if there's any hiccups. I'm giving him to at least, you know, those 20 games in. You know what I mean? So by by end of November, we're starting to look at stats. We're starting to look at gameplay. We're starting to see how does he affect the game. Right. And if 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 it's not positives, then fine. All right, let, let's start, let's start, you know, shopping around. Let's see what everybody who who's gonna pay what for him. He said Chet is is it acting like this? That's a Chet is a whole different type of player than what Zion is, though. We really can't compare the two. They are two different oh. types of players. Um, the NBA is timely limited with the uh, with the NCAA and the G League and overseas talent. You can make the league, but you can't stay in the league. I know I didn't make the league, but I but I do know it's so damn hard. Yeah, and and you know he just he just got to do better. He just got to take his opportunity. He can't take his opportunity for granted. He just can't at this point. I so, mean. Look, bro. I'm I'm gonna tell you, like, as as somebody who's completely, you know, uh, un unregarded in the whole situation, uh, like, I I like Zion Williams. Like, hey, you know, I, I've seen him play great basketball. Am I necessarily a Zion Williams fan? No, no, mm -hmm. not. You know what I mean? Am I Pelican? We just, we just want to see him like, do great, basically. We just want to see yeah, him do no, good, you know. So, and that's the crazy thing, bro, because it's like even even when Steph Curry, you know, started getting shots and started, you know what I mean, getting close to the Ray Allen's record, it, it wasn't like, like, oh, my God, you know, I fucking hate, you know, Steph Curry. Right. It, it was like, you know, Ray Allen was one of my favorite players. I think he was one of everybody's favorite players just the you way he I mean? played, you know, played the game. Steph Curry break the record and surpass him and now become, you know what I mean, like, oh, he's the greatest shooter of all time. Right. And it's like, you know what I mean? Like, some, some people would be like, man, fuck that guy. I fucking hate that guy. You know what I mean? Like, even though it, it broke my heart a little bit, because now Ray Allen's really not going to be remembered as much. Right. Because, I mean, 50 years from now, they're going to know who Steph Curry is. They probably won't know who the fuck Ray Allen is. Because All right, sure so just a quick take before we, because I know you got a short period of time with work and everything. 
Um, we was talking about the Wizards, Bradley Bill. Um, there's a few teams that I put out there that I think would be a good fit um, for him. I think Milwaukee would be a good fit. If you could keep a Drew Holiday there, I think Milwaukee would be a good fit. I think Boston what, would be what a good fit. What would they think, give us? What, I mean, you, you I mean, could, I mean, you can still go out and get a Brook. I mean, you can start get Brook Lopez, um, knowing that he's a free agent. You can still go out and get him. You you could bring back Malcolm Brogdon. You could give up a Grant Williams, and you give up Jalen Brown for Bradley Bill. Absolutely. No, I figured the reason why we would be doing this is so like we 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 can start fresh and get and get plenty of you know they can get you can get plethora of draft picks in, in that. In that deal, I mean, but, but, but like, but like I said before, like, um, I said Milwaukee, I said Boston, I said possibly Philadelphia, but Philadelphia, the only issue that I had was I feel like they're going to try to put Tyrese Maxey in that trade, and I don't, as a former Philadelphia 76ers fan, I just don't want that. Huh, you don't want to give up Tyrese Maxey in that deal, right? You know what? No, nah, no, nah. we gonna trade it to Philly. They better be giving us some beads. <laughs> that's, that's not happening. You know the Sixers is not going to give up NB. You know that. But that's what I mean. Me personally, like, like I said, and I and and this was my hot take, and I, I said this probably over a month ago. I said we go, we gonna trade Bradley Beal. We are gonna trade our picks. We go, we gonna trade whoever else the Spurs want, and we gonna go ahead and get Mister Victor, and we gonna start our, our, our we gonna start our franchise over with Mister Victor. I, I mean, that's what I want. I want us to deal with the Spurs. You really think the Spurs is going to give up Victor, knowing that that Pop just signed a three-year deal to stay with the Spurs? You really think so that the Pop is going to give up Victor? I mean, I, hey, hey, any anything can happen. I just, okay. I, I just, I don't see, I don't see Pop doing and that. Now, and he's so great with international on, players. I just don't see that happening. And 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 didn't didn't they just change the rule where now you can you can trade multiple first round picks? You can, you mm-hmm. can, but they not they not passing up on Wimby though. I just don't see that. I I don't think the Spurs are oh, that no, I mean, stupid of an organization I don't, I don't think to they do would that. Passing up on Wimby, I think the Wizards would be buying him. What you mean buy? Hold up, explain yourself buying him in what, what way? What, what do you mean they 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 would essentially be buying that pick from the Spurs? If we gave up Beal, we gave up draft picks, we we gave up whatever role players they want. Just, just for for Victor, I, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I would be all in for that first overall pick. So Unk says, "Here's his take: Bradley built to the Miami Heat with another big and scary Terry. Watch, that is his take. What? What? Again? Like, see that the the thing is like I the first thing I think of is okay, who who are they giving to the Wizards for Bradley Beal? Because in my head, I'm thinking like you, it, it it has to be one of your better players, especially if it's a veteran player, or it's going to be a good, a set of good young players. I think it's going to be a set of good young players for the Wizards, and and, and I said this before. <laughs> I feel like a third team needs to be involved. In this trade, I think you're not going to have two teams just trade. I think it has to be a third team that has to be involved in this trade for Bradley Bill to get out of Washington. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like I said, it, it's it's, it's going to be rough, and I and and I'm I'm hoping the Wizards don't get the worst end of the stick like they usually do. <laughs> All right, so 
when when you came back in, I was talking about Doc Rivers on James Harden. I listened to the Bill the Bill Simmons con- podcast the other day, um, and it's just funny how First Take had had the same topic that I had, and I didn't even watch First Take today. Uh, but I actually listened to Bill Simmons podcast. I actually subscribed to his channel, and Doc Rivers was on there because he was talking about you know the coaching of James Harden and stuff like that. He said that he wished he had James Harden when he was younger. And he said that it was challenging to coach James Harden because Doc Rivers wanted to do one thing and James Harden wanted to do another. So I went all the way back to the history of James Harden trying to come to <laughs> When Daryl Morley came the general manager of the Philadelphia 76ers, James Harden wanted out of Houston. He wanted to go to Philadelphia. But he got traded to Brooklyn, and he found his way out of Brooklyn to get to Philadelphia. Now he wants out of Philadelphia to go to go back to Houston. So technically you lose Doc Rivers' job. You do you lose his job, number one. Number two, you 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 wanted to go somewhere and thought you can win. And you didn't you didn't win. You didn't do nothing against the Boston Celtics. And I was saying when it comes to James Harden, if 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 a, if Doc Rivers said it was challenging to coach you right now. Why you want to go anywhere else and it going to be challenging for any other coach in the NBA? I'm confused. It don't make sense. Like, I mean, why why would anybody put themselves in that predicament with James Harden? I, I just I just don't get it though. Like, and, and <coughs> I'm happy that we get to hear from Doc Rivers and hear his side. Of it, and you know, I I, I don't. Uh, I mean, people say they don't listen to Bill Simmons, but I listen to Bill Simmons in that state because of I want to hear Doc Rivers' side of what happened in Philadelphia. You know what I'm saying? I understand I mean, I that. Think, I think we already knew. We already knew. Doc Rivers was doing his best to try to put put the team that they gave him out there, and he he tried to set guidelines. He tried to set up a system, and when when you got one of the guys, the main guys who were implementing that system doesn't want to work with you and doesn't want to do anything. I mean, shit. Is that low and Brian Doc, Doc Rivers. are the best ones? Harton is a coach killer. Agreed. Yeah, for sure. Uh, JJ Reddit. JJ Reddit do have a great podcast, but I just wanted to hear Doc Rivers talk about James Harton on the on, on the Bill Simmons podcast. Um, yeah. Very good friends with A.B. Bradley. Doc was tough. I have some insight, Neff. Okay. You have you have some insight. I, I know that Doc Rivers is a tough coach. I know that he is. But I feel like James Harden was that type of player that he's going to do what he wants and not listen to Doc Rivers. That's just what it was. And the fact that he said that he was challenging, and, and I've said this before, if he tries to go back to Houston, Udoka is not going to put up with that shit. He's just not. And you know from being a Boston Celtics fan as well, you right. saw Udoka don't play that shit with Boston. He's not, he's not going there. He's definitely not going there. Like that's what I'm, I, I can promise you. Like, right, uh, I, this, this is not James Harden's world, right? It's not. It's no longer James Harden's world. Absolutely it, it, it's not, bro. First off, you, you're not going to command what you think you're going to command. Secondly, it, it, on any major contending teams, you're you're fourth, fifth wheel, maybe even sixth wheel, right? You're 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 not a focal point, and on a lot of teams, you know, with most of the coaches now, especially you know, actually being able to coach and not just you know kissing players' asses, you're going to get told what to do, and when you don't do what you're told to do, you're going to get your ass sat on the bench. Facts. 
because when you don't make 20 30 million dollars a year your your opinions don't matter absolutely absolutely man so i just don't see james i, I yeah I, i'm happy to hear what doc rivers had to say about it and, and get his clear and get our clarification about how he felt about James Harden. But he, but do you think that if Doc Rivers would have had a younger James Harden, do you think it would be different? You do you really think it would be different if he had a younger James Harden that he was able to coach? Not 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 much of a difference. Not much. Enough to where you could notice, but I don't I don't think it would have been like night and day. Like oh my god. Like now, now if we're talking about like young Harden, like you know Oklahoma City Harden, possibly, possibly you, you I mean you're 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 talking about you know almost up to par on defense, and then you're talking about a guy who who was lights out. He was lights out, whether it be he he going to the cup mid range or the three point, like he he, he was a bucket. Okay. Okay, That's so. why I'm surprised. Like, if I was Oklahoma City, I would have got rid of Westbrook and kept Durant and fucking Harden. Which is that? That's why I called. That's why. What did I call? I called Harden. If if he goes somewhere, it it'll probably be like Phoenix. Like, and I, when I'm I, talking I don't about see him in Phoenix either. I, I I don't I don't see him in Phoenix because Frank Vogel is a defensive guy and Harden doesn't play defense. So I I just don't see that that that. Chemistry there. That's why I'm saying I think it's going to be challenging no matter where he goes. And, and I, it's going to be stern coaches that's not going to put up with the type of player that James Harden is as of today. Yeah, no. And I mean, uh, uh, agreed, agreed. But somebody like Frank Vogel can work with Harden because he he can run zone defense and he can make up for Harden's lack of defense. Like, okay, James, you've got you've got six feet right here. That's the only six feet you got to guard. Once he gets past you there, let him go. So somebody else will step up. But so, if anybody comes in this six feet or near you on the three-point line or mid-range, all I want you to do is put your hand up. Put your hand up and contest. That's it. Just put your hand up. You ain't got to jump, motherfucker. Just put your hand up. <laughs> and, 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 I mean, seriously, if, you, if, if you're willing – and the guys are willing to work around his defense, and you got guys that love playing defense and don't mind him. And like I said, that 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 would be one of those teams. Get rid of Aiden and get get you a big man that plays defense. Facts, facts. You know what I'm saying? Like e- even even if he's not the best scorer, shoot Andre Drummond. Go get Andre Drummond. He's gonna he's gonna get them rebounds. He's gonna get the rebounds and he's gonna play defense. That's one thing about and, Andre. And you tell me you got you got Durant, Booker, and Harden. Shit. Facts. Facts. Absolutely. I mean, Absolutely. bro, even if Harden jacks up some bad threes, you got drumming in the paint, or you got a big boy in the fucking paint. All right, so let's get to the the next topic here. But I want to read some of these context, uh, these these uh, comments here. Um, they said early Harden. Accept the six man role to success when at the time he did, he was a six man coming off of the OK, OKC Thunder. Trey Harden at that time was a mistake for OKC. I'm keeping it a buck here, and that's coming from an OKC fan. Um, Neff, we're going to do the damn thing on my show. I got to figure out a time and a date because I know I got another podcast to do later on tonight. Oh and man, I'm, I'm jelly, I'm jelly now. <laughs> now I'm all oh. jelly over here. Okay. Um, Harden is the ultimate stat stuffer. Kind of like Westbrook, but both dudes always been about numbers. But at least with Russ, you can say that he has heart. That yeah, you have a right to that. I mean, 
Russell I Westbrook. I just, I, I think, I think me personally, Russell Westbrook played with more enthusiasm and energy. And yeah, but that's like because he wants he to, to win get triple doubles. Harden. That's all because he's fishing for triple doubles. He's stealing the ball out of the fucking center's hand to try to take the rebound. He's he, you know what I mean, forcing forcing the ball to come to him to try to uh, throw bad passes to make an assist. Again, him him stat him trying to stat stuff is is literally what 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 fucks the game up. Play with the game. That's why Jokic does it naturally. He can get natural triple doubles because he's not forcing. He's letting the game come to him. And I think if West Westbrook, I want to call him Westbrook every time, but. Uh, what he brings is, is is a little different because I understand he's a small guy trying trying to do it all, but that's the whole thing. Like when 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 you play a complete team game, it's a whole different ball game, man. So but that's, that's that's all the time I got for today. I got to get off of here. I just want to get your last. Just want to get this last quick topic out and get your thoughts on it. When Carl Anthony Towns said that when he retires, he feels like he changed the game, and this is what he quoted real quick. He said, I feel like when my time is up and I retire and put and put the shoes up, I feel like there's going to be people who are going to say that I changed the game, according to Anthony Towns, that's during an appearance on the Patrick Beverly podcast, and I'm going to be very appreciative of that. And then on another topic on the Patrick Beverly hot take. He said, now this is what Patrick Beverly says, that Carl Anthony Towns is the best center over Jokic and Joel Embiid. Give me your quick takes on those two takes right there. Okay. Carl Anthony Towns, I don't, even, I, don't, I don't even think he has a Hall of Fame resume yet, even close to a Hall of Fame resume. When, when you look at his, his – the people that came out around the same time. Okay, like it just he's not leaps and bounds better. And I'm sorry, like as far as being like he he might be, you know, argumentably in the top five in the league right now. But you're you're telling me he's the best. Patrick Belverly, what are you smoking, bro? Because I want some of that shit. Like the shit I got (laughs) is good. But fuck, man, that's on a whole nother level, man. Like, yeah, I disagree with. I just, I'm right with you, bro. No. I don't think he's the best center over Jokic and Joel Embiid. Absolutely not. And I, I mean, but, I don't even feel like he's really changed the game that much. Like, what, I think what, it's still time for him to change the game. But to I say mean, it yes, right yes, now, he, he can no. definitely make his mark. But yeah, I, like who the Towns? What has he done? Like, like seriously, what has he done? Has he had a ten block game yet? Has he had a game where he's gotten over eight steals? Like, tell tell me where, where like, offensive, has he even scored 50 points? How many 50-point games does he have? You, I don't know I, how many 50-point games that's what I'm he saying. Had, like, he if, if, you're, if you're not talking about championships and, and, and rings and trophies and shit, wh- what are we talking about here? Then we're talking about stats, ungodly stats, great stats, amazing games, building on building on building. And I'm sorry, you're just, you're, you're not there yet. For me, I think you're good. I think it's, I think it's and real quick before you go. I think the talent is there for Carl Anthony Towns. I just think he's with a bad Timberwolves team. I think he needs to leave. I think he needs to go somewhere else. That's just me because that market is so small that if you look at Carl Anthony Towns' numbers, and I'm gonna just go go to them real quickly because I have them right here in front of me. His numbers are his numbers is really good. If you look at his numbers in the 2022 2023 campaign, he averaged 20. Eight and four while shooting forty nine point five percent from the floor and thirty six percent from the three. 
So for me, 28 and what? 28 and what? 28 and four. Four rebounds? No, four assists and eight boards. And half boards. Okay, okay. I mean, uh, uh, look, look. I'm, I'm going to say this, and I know it's not it's not really a fair take, but th- this is my last take on this. Like, you're a big man. You you, you change the game. You want to be dominant, right? Shaq, look at Shaq in Orlando when Shaq was w- w- was real young. Okay, um, um, until you have that 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 type of indent on the game, and no matter what team you're dragging them to the motherfucking playoffs, and you at least win in the motherfucking playoffs, and and, and then we can really start talking about something. Now, again, I'm not going to say that the guys that Shaq had weren't good, but who who else was great until they got Penny, and and then even Penny's career was you know what I mean cut short. Right. But let's be honest, how many great players did he play with in Orlando? It, none. None, none of them were great. They're just a lot of good fucking guys. So Anthony Towns, like you, you want, you want, you want top dog. You want to change the motherfucking game? Then win, win in a dominant fashion. You win on offense, win on defense. Make make it a point. Then make it a point. Like you want to change the game, then make it a point to change the game. Let it That's be true no- too. And he has to stay healthy because he did miss a lot of the game, a lot of the season through injuries. Well, he has to stay healthy. That's my take. absolutely. Peace out. Have a have a good rest of the show. Absolutely, absolutely. And I, I, I agree with Mac 100%, man. I agree with Mac 100%. I feel like he, for me, I think he needs to get out of Minnesota. He needs to get out of Minnesota. And and, and, and the Minnesota Timberwolves is not putting anything to give him help. I don't think they have enough there to compete in the West. And I think he needs to go somewhere where, even though Patrick Beverly is good, don't get me wrong, but he just, to me, he's a little bit of a liability on offense. But he has to stay healthy. I, I disagree that he said that he's better than Jokic and Embiid right now. I just don't think he's the best center in the league. So, Patrick Beverly, on your podcast, I know you got a bigger platform than me, but I don't care. I'm going to put it out there. Patrick Beverly, that hot take is bullshit at this point. You saying that he's the best center over Jokic that just won finals MVP and just won an NBA championship and dominated the NBA playoffs in itself? You cannot say that right now. For Embiid, you could probably make an argument because of what Embiid has done. But Embiid is an MVP in this league. That's what Carl Anthony Towns. He has to elevate his game to get to that that want to be the best center in the league. You got to win MVPs. You got to lead them to the playoffs and win playoff games. But at the same time, the organization for the Minnesota Timberwolves have to help Carl Anthony Towns get to that next level. As And I'm going to be completely honest. They're not making any moves right now to get to that next level. I guess they competed against the Suns in the first round, but they lost in five games. I think you, if you were to have a, another key pieces around that, I think Minnesota can be a better team. But there's not enough key pieces for Minnesota for Carl Anthony Towns to get that stardom right now. Just for me. Just 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 for me. I just don't I just don't see Minnesota going out and getting star players to help Carl Anthony Towns. So if I'm Carl Anthony Towns, if you want to be considered the best center in the league, you might have to leave. You might have to leave. Shit, Miami, give him a call because y'all need a big man. Y'all need a big man. Miami, give him a call. I'm just saying. So um Unk was like, the game is truly about. Not about uh, stats, but the impact. Yes, but, I mean, he doesn't really have an impact there because he's just in Minnesota, Unc. He's in Minnesota. 
So RC Cover says that I am a Timberwolves fan. I'm not sold on Cat anymore. Cat is bugging. We already got Gobert, a crazy contract. Built the team around Anthony Edwards and Jaden McDaniels, and Cat is the third peg. Now, I don't, but mind you, Cat did not say that he was better than Jokic and Embiid. Let me just clarify that. He didn't say that. Now, Patrick Beverly said that on his podcast that Carl Anthony Towns was better than Jokic and Embiid. Let me just clarify that because that's exactly what it said. But what Carl Anthony Towns actually said was that he feels like when he retires, he feels though that he changed the game. So we we got it misconstrued a little bit. So I just want to you know put that out there. Um, trading Gobert was the worst trade for the Wolves. What made NBA history and mankind? That's a fact. That's a fact. Uh, also, D-Hop, Cap shoots too many threes. He thinks he's Steph Curry. D-Hop, would you build around Anthony Edwards or Carl Anthony Towns? I'll build around both of them. I'll build around both of them. For real, for real. I will build around both of them. For real, for real. Um, agree, Steph. Because if you look at the big men that came through Minnesota, look what Kevin Garnett had to do to win a championship. He had to leave Minnesota. He, had to leave. he could not get over the hump to get to the NBA Finals with Minnesota. And that was another great big man that came through. So if you're looking at Carl Anthony Towns, even though Carl Anthony Towns probably say he's going to change the game, but probably right now he wouldn't be. But in the same token, I still feel like it's time for him to go. Kevin Garnett played so many years in Minnesota and could not get over the hump. And he went to Boston and and won a championship and retired after that. I mean, not retired, but he went to other teams. He went to Kevin. He went to uh, Brooklyn and ended his career in Brooklyn. But you see that when you don't have enough pieces, and you know they had the Wally Zerbiak, sort of, uh, they had the uh, Stefan Marbury's, and they still couldn't get over the hump. So it's it's getting it's getting to that point. Uh, Patrick Bev is crazy. Jokic just played Monty Wolves. Jokic burnt cat and Goldberg length was contested and making Jokic shots hard. Cat always comes up a little bit short in the playoffs. Uh, RC, I feel bad. How about him with Biggs in Miami? I, ju- I just said that, Unc. I literally just said that. Uh, Arku, I also feel, I also love the Pacers. Uh, the Pacers, I can understand. Uh, Tyler's Halliburton is great. Absolutely. Absolutely. But that's definitely all the NBA topics I have here. If you want to be here for the NFL topics, definitely be here for the NFL topics because I definitely got some interesting NFL topics right here on the Darian Hopkins show. I don't have too many, but I have some here, and I want to go into this question. This question. Is Carson Wentz, have we seen the last of Carson Wentz? And I'm going to be completely honest with you. I think we solved the last of Carson Wentz. We had some stories come out that Carson Wentz is working with John Gruden. Uh, I, I get it. John Gruden is part of the New Orleans Saints staff from what I'm hearing, according to sources. He's not a, I think he's just like an advocate or just not a quarterback's coach, but he's part of the staff some way, somehow. Uh, but uh, can Carson Wentz, have we seen the last of him? I think we did. But if he's going to be a backup, where he's going to be a backup to? That's the question. Or is he willing to take another backup role? And I think we saw the last of Carson Wentz. He has not been the same since he tore that ACL in his MVP, the MVP year he was supposed to win it. In the year they went to the Super Bowl, and Nick Foles was one of those guys, one of the guys that you know ran the Philly Philly, and Carson Wentz could not get back in time in that Super Bowl. 
So ever since they put that statue outside of Lincoln Financial Field, Carson Wentz was butthurt. He was really butthurt, and he wanted out, got traded. He went to Indianapolis, didn't do well in Indianapolis. Even though you had a Jonathan Taylor and you had Frank Wright, that was your offensive coordinator in Philadelphia, you still couldn't get done right. And then you leave the Indianapolis Colts and you go to the Washington Commanders and you start, you get the starting job. You lose the job to Tyler Heineke. You win the job back. Tyler Heineke wins it back from you. Tyler Heineke is no longer with the Commanders anyway. He's going to be a backup to Desmond Ritter on the Atlanta Falcons. But Carson Wentz is done. Carson Wentz is done. I think he could have stayed in Philadelphia, but they they knew he was on his way out. He was butthurt that the Philadelphia Eagles went out and got Jalen Hurts in the second round. And it, he's done. I think he's done. I think that he, he exceeded his expectations, even though he's a Super Bowl champion, but not a super, he he feels like he's not a Super Bowl champion in his right to feel so because of the injury, the injuries happen in the NFL. You're still a Super Bowl champion. You led that team to a great record. And Nick Foles just helped you get there, get to the promised land. And that and that's what happened with Carson Wentz. Even though his numbers was really good that MVP season, he played really, really well. And Nick Foles came in and just helped the team get to a championship. That's all it, that's all it was. And I felt like Carson Wentz got in his feelings a little bit too much, even though that Nick Foles won the Super Bowl for them and they're drafting Jalen Hurts in the second round. It, it, he just got too personally emotional knowing that NFL is a business. The NFL is a business. If you're not, most likely 90% of teams don't stay with their teams the whole time. If you look at the NFL, Tom Brady was there majority of his whole career with New England. and he didn't stay his whole career. Yes, he's going to retire as a Patriot because that's where all his accolades came from, but he didn't finish his career as a New England Patriot. He's going to retire as a New England Patriot, but he played on another team. You see what I'm saying? Joe Montana played on another team. Aaron Rodgers playing on another team. Brett Favre played on another team. I don't think Steve Young, no, Steve Young never played on another team, but you see different quarterbacks play on different teams. And Carson Wentz in his situation I just don't know who's going to pick him up right now. I just don't know. Is he is he willing to take a backup role and sit? Because it's all about younger quarterbacks now. You had your prime, Carson. You had your prime. And I I feel like Carson Wentz is, is was supposed to be the next Brett Favre, uh, just essentially washed. I agree with RC covers there. Um, Zach Wilson has a better chance to find his resurgence learning under Aaron Rodgers. Now we have to see, we have to see if that's actually true first RC covers. And I'm going to tell you why, because we got to see if Jordan loved learned a lot from Aaron Rodgers in green Bay. And we finally get to see that this year, but for Carson Wentz, he needs to be under a quarterback, a veteran quarterback that can give him that, that motivation and that positivity, give him that confidence back to be back in his league. But me personally, I feel that Carson Wentz is absolutely done in the NFL. I think he needs to go into commentary or he needs to go and play in the CFL or the XFL. But I think Carson Wentz is done, man. I really think he's done. It's just really hard for a team to pick him up right now. And I know Jameis Winston is still over in New Orleans, but if Carson Wentz went to New Orleans, he could learn from Jameis Winston and Derek Carr. Um, can he learn from Jimmy Garoppolo and Las Vegas Raiders? I do not want him to come to the Las Vegas Raiders. I don't want him to go there. I mean, 
can he go to can he go to Carolina and help Bryce Young? I just don't see that happening. They, they I mean, they're not going to. The Carolina Panthers just not going to move up to number one overall spot just to bench Bryce Young. That's just not going to happen. He can't go back to Indianapolis because they have their future in Anthony Richardson. He cannot go to the Houston Texans, and, and he can't sit behind a C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud is going to start for the Houston Texans. Uh, if you look at the quarterback situation in the San Francisco 49ers, Brock Purdy and Trey Lance, they young quarterbacks. I, that's what I'm saying. It's so many teams that have a future with their quarterbacks, it's really hard for Carson Wentz to get back in the league. But the fact that he probably can get some workouts, teams could probably take a look at him and, and see what they say, and see what they say about him. But Carson Wentz is just, I don't think he's coming back into the league in my in my personal um, opinion there when it comes to Carson Wentz. So let's get to some other NFL topics that I have here when it comes to that. Uh, Darian, do you want Carson Wentz on the Raiders? I bet you don't. No, I do not. I, I, I do not. I do not. Do not. Depressed Celtics fan. What's going on, depressed Celtics fan? Do you think Sam Darnold could win with the 49ers if he wins the starting job? You know what? I wouldn't be surprised if Sam Darnold can win. Because if you look at Kyle Shanahan, um, if you look at Kyle Shanahan's situation, right? Kyle Shanahan can make a quarterback better. And if you look at the weapons that Sam Darnold had with Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle, and he just added more then with Christian McCaffrey as your running back. Knowing that Sam Sam Darnold know Christian McCaffrey very well from back being in Carolina um, at some point, but I, it's a possibility. But I don't think Sam Darnold's going to win the job over Trey Lance at Brock Purdy. I just don't see him winning the starting job. But is it a possibility? Sure. It's a, it's absolutely a, a a possibility. It's definitely a possibility. I I can see it, but Kyle Shanahan know how to revive quarterbacks or know how to create better situations for quarterbacks. That's what I can say about Kyle Shanahan. The guy can definitely play. Um, the definitely guy. The guy can actually coach uh, quarterbacks. That's one thing I can say. I remember that Mitch was giving you a hard time with Wentz to the Raiders meme. Um. All the time. Yeah, that's true, Arku. That's true as well. Um, RC Cover says Bears don't need a running back. They need they have Justin Fields. I don't think Justin Fields is gonna run the ball a lot this year. I just don't see that. I just don't see that. Uh, he was messing with you. I I know, but it was some rumors about Carson Wentz getting a workout from the Raiders. It was some rumors about that, but bruh, I was not caring about that. Um let's get to the nine. Um, let's, let's get to this. Um, this is my, the, a few other topics that I have. I'm not going to go too far cause I don't want to go over the two hour limit for the, the Darian Hopkins show here, but the nine dark horse MVP candidates it is a wide receiver in the top five it is a wide receiver in the top five of these nine dark horse MVPs. So we're going to go through them really, really quickly. We're going to start from nine and go all the way to one. Mind you, these are dark horse MVPs. Dark horse. We're not saying they're actually going to be MVPs, but dark horse. We have number nine. You have the Detroit Lions quarterback and Jared Goff. Um, you know, Goff was a 2023 Lions believer. Goff was the second best quarterback in the NFC last year, only behind Jalen Hurts. Uh, not outlandish numbers for him, but Jared Goff could definitely be a dark horse. So, the, so number nine is Jared Goff. 
Number eight is Sam Darnold. We just talked about this. We just talked about Sam Darnold being a, probably being a starting quarterback for the, the, the San Francisco 49ers. That's crazy that we just talked about it. But Sam Darnold could be a dark horse. I don't it, it, it really depends if he can actually be a starter. So even having having Sam Darnold as a dark horse MVP is definitely asinine to me. But I, I just don't see it, man. I I just don't see it. If he can win the starting job, then we can have this conversation. But for me, it's a no. It's a no. He could succeed in San Fran, but he has to win the starting job first for me. Number seven. Number seven, you have Geno Smith. Now, I like this. I like Geno Smith. Geno Smith, just prior to the 2013 NFL draft, we wrote that, you know, Geno Smith could definitely be a franchise quarterback at the time. He revived his career with the Seattle Seahawks last year. And I like Geno Smith. Can he be a dark horse MVP? Can they take over the, 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 the NFC West? Can they be the second best team in the NFC West? Absolutely. It really depends on how the San Francisco 49ers is going to do. Because we don't know what the Rams is going to look like. We, 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 we damn sure not going to know what Arizona is going to look like. So I can see that, you know, Geno Smith being a dark horse here. I can see it. I can see it. Number six. You have Matthew Stafford. Now, this is interesting here because I just talked about we don't know what the Rams are going to do at the quarterback position, even though they drafted Stinson Bennett, and, and the Rams are uh, – people, people think the Rams are going to be better than you think. You know, it was a humbling season for the Rams, if, if in my opinion. They, of course, they was went from a Super Bowl champion to being 5-12. and 12. I get that. But I'm nervous about Matthew Stafford's neck injury. That's my biggest thing. That might be my biggest thing with the Los Angeles Rams at this point. And having Matthew Stafford at number six as a dark horse, we got to see how healthy he's going to be. I, even though they got Cooper Cup, no more Allen Robinson over there, you know. So we got to see what this Rams team is going to look like, both offensively and defensively. But Matthew Stafford has to be one hundred percent healthy for this team for him to be a dark horse MVP. Absolutely. Number five. Now we in the top five. Justin Jefferson. Now, I would love to see a MVP outside of the quarterback position in the NFL. I would love to see it. And I think Justin Jefferson is one of those guys that can do that for you. I mean, if you look at his numbers when he came into the league in 2020, 88 catches for 100, for 1,400 yards and seven touchdowns. 2021, 108 catches for 16, 1,600 yards and 10 touchdowns. And then, in, 28, in 2022, 128 catches, 1,809 yards, and 18 touchdowns. If you, in the last three years, this man has progressed. Yes, Justin Jefferson is the best receiver in the league at this point. But, you know, he's a little bit, he's a little bit, but it's not by a landslide, y'all. It's not by a landslide, but. Devontae Adams is right up there when it comes to touchdowns, if you look at it. And I don't want to be biased, but Devontae Adams is up there. Jamar Chase is up there. But Justin Jefferson, as being a dark horse for an MVP at the wide receiver position, I love it. I love it. I love it here. 128 catches for almost 2,000 receiving yards. For Man, he was he was less than 200 away from having a 2,000 receiving yard season in eight touchdowns. Crazy. Crazy. Number four. This is the dark horse that I like too, y'all. 
because now you're going to get a full season with him at quarterback. And that is Deshaun Watson. And I, I said, I know on many occasions, I said that Deshaun Watson was a guy that was, was not that great anymore because of all the off the field stuff that he had. But now I finally get to see a full season of Deshaun Watson. You know, add Amari, you know, having Amari Cooper over there. You know, Nick Chubb as your running back. They always still have a good defense in Cleveland. You know, now he didn't he didn't have a full season last year, but his last full season in the NFL was back in 2020. And I would love to see what Deshaun Watson can do here. Now, if he can get back to his former self where he was at the, the Houston Texans, you know, he was just 58.2% of his throws while posing a 7-5 to five touchdown to interception ratio and a 79.1 passer rating. You know, his last year's struggles wasn't unexpected. Um, you know, he, he was gone from the league for 23 months without playing an actual real game. And for me, coming into year two in Cleveland, I think he could be a dark horse here. I really, really think so. Number three, Tua Tagovailoa. I'm very skeptical. I'm on a fence with this one here. I'm on a fence. Tua Tagovailoa as your... Number three, Dark Horse MVP. Dark Horse. Now, it, the best ability is availability when it comes to his, his situation. The best ability is availability. So in the fourth year of the signal caller for, for Tua Tagovailoa, I have to say this, that you know his injury history is the reason why I won't make him a Dark Horse. But in year one under Mike Daniels, before the injury, Tua Tagovailoa was having a good year. That's, let's just keep it real. Tua Tagovailoa was having a good year. He was having a great year. He still has Tyreek Hill. He still has Jalen Waddle. He doesn't have Gasecki anymore, but he's going to be under a consistent office of coaching and Mike McDaniels, which that was the fourth, uh, the 49ers' former offensive coordinator at that time. So for me, Tua Tagovailoa at number three, I think is a really high situation here. But I just, it's kind of skeptical. Number two. I'm tired of talking about this guy because Raiders fans is going to be pissed off about this. They saying Derek Carr is a dark horse MVP for the New Orleans Saints. Oh, my God. So, you know, I understand that Derek Carr is having a lot of weapons in New Orleans. I think he could be a dark horse. He has a good offensive line. He has a running back at Alba Kamara, but we don't know how long that suspension is going to be. It's still uncertain at this point. Um, he has a good defense on his side now. Um, I just have to see if he could be a dark horse. I really got to see more games out of Derek Carr when it comes to the New Orleans Saints. We already know what we what he done with the Raiders. I think he reached his ceiling with the Raiders. I think with Chris Olave and Michael Thomas being you know, 100% healthy. I can see Derek Carr being a dark horse MVP. Do I say, will he be in the MVP race? No, he will not be in the MVP race. But as a dark horse, and we're looking at what the team that he has right now, it's a possibility that he could be a dark horse. It's a possibility. You know, I'm tired of talking about Derek Carr, but I'm kind of surprised that he was on this list as a dark horse. But hey, I like it. I like it. And number one, ladies and gentlemen, 
I can't believe this is number one. Now, Arku, I hope that you're still in the chat for this one. Dak Prescott is the number one Dark Horse MVP on this list. I completely disagree with this right here. I completely disagree with this right here. Even though that Mike McCarthy is going to be calling the offensive plays here. I don't see a I don't see a difference. I don't see a difference. I don't see Dak Prescott being a dark horse MVP. You know why he has to get his turnovers together. He has to win playoff games. He has to get past the wild card or the divisional round. It's a lot of things that Dak Prescott has to do for him to be a dark horse MVP. But I don't see him being a dark horse MVP as of right now. Don't get me wrong, the numbers are the numbers been good. And you know, he's been injured too with the broken ankle and the, the broken hand. Arku, I don't know if you agree to disagree with this, but I don't agree with it. I don't think Dak Prescott is the number one dark horse, in my opinion. I just don't think so. I, I really, really don't think so. But I want to thank y'all for tuning in to another episode of the Darian Hopkins show, man. It's been a great, great show having Matt Corn talking about the NBA, giving y'all a few NFL topics here. We will have more NFL topics tomorrow on Friday's show of the Darian Hopkins show. Thank y'all so much for tuning in, man. Make sure you comment, like, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. The YouTube channel is the Darian Hopkins show. Make sure y'all search that on the YouTube channel and come in over and subscribe to the channel and turn them notification bells on. Make sure you follow me on other social medias, which is Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all at the Hopkins show. All at the Hopkins Show. Make sure you check us out on the audio podcast of the Darian Hopkins Show. If you missed the actual live show, you can have a Darian Hopkins Show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio. Make sure you go check us out there. The Hop Nation T-shirts are now available. The link are is 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 in the description. I'm sorry, the link is definitely in the description. The Hop The Hop Nation T-shirts are now available. I'm sorry, uh, sorry, uh, I missed it. Sorry, interview. No, you good. You good, Terry. You good, Terry. You absolutely good. But um, make sure y'all comment, like, and subscribe to the channel, man. Make sure you go to SeatGeek.com if you want to go to basketball games, NFL, college, sports, um, even anything of that nature. Make sure you go to SeatGeek.com and use the promo code Hopkins and get $20 off your first purchase. And go to BetUs.com if you want to use the link in the description to play in the casinos or you want to bet on sports betting. Make sure you receive 125% of your sports book upon the initial deposit. Make sure you go to BetUs.com and the link is in the description. But thank y'all so much for tuning in to another episode of the Darian Hopkins Show. I am Darian of the Darian Hopkins Show. Thank you for everybody for being in the chat. And thank you, Mac, for coming on during your time and being a co-host with me for the short time that you was able to be on. Thank y'all so much, man. Peace, love, and blessings. And I will see y'all Friday, tomorrow, June 16th, for another episode of the Darian Hopkins Show. Peace, love, and blessings. And we out.